Hello and welcome to the Shoot Got Real podcast episode 13. My name is Tom English. Thanks for tuning in this week. Obviously, before we go any further, I need to say you can catch the show on Apple Podcasts, Anchor.fm, Spotify, all the usual sites. Uh, and do remember to like us on Facebook at Shoot Got Real. Today on the show, we've got Dion Spice, captain of West Harbour. Um, and we've got Robbie Feldman, who we've had on before. He's a commentator for Swa Sport. Just a quick look at round six before we move on. It was like the craziest round of the season to date. And I think uh, in terms of the season, it was the round we very much needed. It was, you know, going a certain way. We kind of had our six um, top six teams kind of looking like no one was really going to catch them. We had a few sort of average teams. We had uh, a lot of teams who hadn't even gotten a win yet. And then after that round, it just looks a whole lot more positive. Uh, West Harbour got their first win of the season couple of teams previously undefeated um, had their first loss. Northern Suburbs were one of them. Southern Districts was the other team. Let's touch briefly on the Eastwood versus Sydney Uni game. It was a thrilling start to the game. We had um, three tries in like the first 20 minutes or whatever. A couple from counter-attacking plays. Uh, we had a couple of bomb tries. It was in front of a capacity crowd. There were about 500 people in the gates there at TG Milner. I think from Eastwood, there were some standouts for them. Um, guys like Matt Gonzalez is just in a lot of form at the moment, playing at halfback. UCID, I think at times, showed a lot of vision. They kind of identified where the holes were in the Eastwood defence and the back line really cut through them. The Woods found their groove with ball in hand when they chose to hold onto the ball. We touched on this a little bit later, but really when you saw them building up the phases and really taking Sydney Uni's typical game to them, giving them a taste of their own medicine, um, it did play off for them. In terms of when they kicked the ball away and Robbie will touch on this a little bit later on um it just comes across as a bit of a lazy option for them and it's where they went wrong I think basically in summary their forward pack are their biggest asset at this stage we kind of know that um they lay the platform for Eastwood every single time uh half the time the forward pack will get it done they don't even need the backs to score the tries there's a fascinating game this weekend versus Ranwick um obviously very different style of team Galloping Greens out there at Coogee Oval. Let me take you through the ladder real quick. Uh, since the last podcast a couple of weeks ago, uh, we've had a few changes from the table. Randwick, Usid, switching places at the top. Um, Galloping Greens, I mean, they're playing a really exciting brand of football. They deserve to be in first place. Gordon coming third. Eastwood overtakes South. They've snuck back into the four. Norths round out the six. Uh, Warringah now having had back-to-back wins. I think they picked up a bonus point in one of those games. Um, they're still in the hunt with nine points from the last two games. Eastern Suburbs, Manly, they follow them up in eight and nine. Manly looking pretty dismal at the moment. We're hoping to get Harley Atwater from them on the pod next week. Then you've got the bottom four, uh, West Harbour. They've just won their first game. The Hunter Wildfires, Western Sydney, Penrith in that order. That looks like Ranwick, 28 points. Uh, for and against, they're carving it up, 197. You said 26, 109 for and against, uh, Gordon 25 points, Eastwood 20 points, South 20 points. Only thing differentiating between those two is for and against. Norths on 19, Warringah on 15, still very much in the hunt. Easts 12, um, they are in the hunt, but they're going to need to keep winning like they did on the weekend. Manly 10 points, they're almost out of it in my my view. Wests uh, on the board, 4 points. Hunter, 3 points. Western Sydney, zero Penrith yet to pick up a point. Joining me a little bit earlier on was Dion Spice from West Harbour to talk about the win on the weekend and where the team finds himself in 2020. Yeah, welcome to the show, um, West Harbour captain Dion Spice. How you doing, man? Yeah, good, good. 
I'm excited to be on here, mate. Obviously, on the weekend, you got the job done against Manly, 122-19. It's got to feel good to finally get a win in season 2020. Yeah, it's been waiting a while for us. We've just been waiting for things to kind of gel together. And I felt like uh, probably the first time we were close to that. So, no, I'm pretty mm-hmm. happy with the win against Manly. Um, you know, those out there who didn't really get a chance to see the game, what was it? What, what aspect of the game was it that kind of got you over the line? I think um, all the boys just started to work together a bit better. Like we never really gave up, which mm. usually we, we play well for 60 minutes or so and then kind of, I don't know, just die off maybe or lack of energy. But for some reason, we just stuck at it 80 minutes and it could have gone either way, to be fair. Mm. But um, I'm pretty impressed with the guys and especially the Fords. They, they dug in there and did all the hard work right to the end. So, yeah. Uh- on Sunday, oh, 90 seconds of the game, Manly um, scored their first try. Um, it's like the worst possible start. What's going through your head at that stage? For me personally, I just try not to let the boys' heads down. Like it's mm. easy to just get down. And, but but my, um, my thinking behind it is the process is the next action. So I just, we just spoke to the boys and said, we'll just kick long, let them kick out, and then we'll just hold the ball. It's a mm. big win. Big win, so I knew if we just held the ball for that first half, it all start to open up in the second half. But I wasn't too bothered about that first try. I knew we could kind of come back from that. Mm, for sure. Um, obviously, they're you know a team even before last weekend who've sort of struggled a little bit in 2020. Um, they were, I think, just one win from five games. Were they a team you put the red circle around at all as being a game you could win kind of thing? Yes and no. Like we we just. We didn't really pick teams that we had to beat. We knew we could obviously beat any team, I think, on our day. Mm. Like any team will um, probably say that. Like We've got the ability to score tries previously, not so much this year, but we've got the ability to do good things out there. It's just sticking at it for 80 minutes for us. So yep. that was our focus probably is just putting 80 minutes out there. Mm. Yeah, mate, as you mentioned, you've always got you've always had that sort of knack for, you know, getting those upsets on your day. Um, is kind of putting those consistent performances week in, week out. Uh, is that the biggest challenge for Wests moving forward? I think um yeah, little lapses for us this year. So it is that eighty minute performance for us. Like as I said, sixty minutes is usually our go to, but mm-hmm. if we can get that eighty minutes consistent I think it'll make a huge difference. Especially yep. with our set piece, I think that's changed a lot. It's been a bit up and down, but we're either extremely good or kind of 50-50. But I think it's starting to become better now, especially with our scrums that are almost 100% and dominant. So that, that gives us a bit of hope and knowing we can stick at that yeah. part of the game for 80 minutes. Um, in terms of the season, season 2020, do you still have finals hopes do you you know still hope to make the six or are you more focused on just putting together a few wins and face up for next year i think um we we definitely can mm. i think so we, we knew that our first eight games we've got no easy games no so, so our kind of goal was to get maybe three or four victories going into the what ninth game yeah because a few of our easier games maybe at the end. Mm-hmm. So we're looking to pick it up. Yeah, we need to start getting like these extra bonus points, I think. Yeah, I think that's sure. going to be part this year. So we've got the same amount of 
wins is the team above us, but they're six points ahead of us. So mm-hmm. I think that's got to be a big focus of us going forward is just trying to get these bonus points. Developed. Um Big game this weekend against Gordon, who are probably at the moment look like the best yeah. team in the competition. How do, how do you back up? How do you beat them? Um, I think we've got to try to rely on our set piece a lot. Mm. Look, a lot of, there's a lot of holes in there. Well, not a lot of holes in their game, but we've definitely found weaknesses in their game. And yep. I think, like as I said before, they, like, on our day, we can beat most teams. And I think we just got to hope for that, maybe. And, yeah, just try to put our 80-minute performance out there. Not focus too much on Gordon themselves, but ourselves more. Dion Spice, thank you very much. Yeah, no worries, mate. It's our favourite part of the podcast every week. It's the tipping. Robbie Feldman from Swa Sport and Clutch TV came on to give his tips ahead of round seven. Obviously, last round was absolutely chaotic from a tipping point of view. I got two from six. Um, anyway, have a listen to Robbie. Welcome to the show, Robbie Feldman from Swa Sport. How you been, man? Good, Tommy. Thanks for having me on, mate. Uh, interesting, interesting weekend. A uh, couple of shock results. That's certainly through my tipping. I don't know about yours. But, uh, yeah, it's good to see a couple of teams get off the donut. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think it's very important for teams like, you know, your Warringah and Eastern Suburbs, and it, those kind of wins kind of kept their season alive. And we had a couple of teams that were previously undefeated. Then they go, you know, obviously had their first um, first loss now. Um, let's kick into this round's tipping. Start with Eastern Suburbs, obviously coming off a win last weekend. Now they're up in the Hunter. You've got to tip them in this one, don't you? I think so. It's it's a strange one. I think looking at how East have performed thus far this already this season, they, they could be the Jekyll and Hyde team, yeah, and you just really don't know what you're going to get out of them, mm. which, is, which is strange because after the, the you know opening lot of games, I, I really like the look, the balance of the East's team. They look really good, strong right. pack, really hard nuts up front who just love smashing blokes. Um, the balance of the back line is really good. I really do rate Jordan Jackson Hope as a 12. I think that's his best spot. Yeah. Um, and now they've got Richie Wolf back and, and playing regular minutes again. I, I do like the look of this side. But then on the flip side of it, Hunter, they just, they fight. They mm-hmm. just fight so hard. Do the best they can. It's it's going to be tough for them this season, no doubt. As as you know, many people have already said uh, going into this season. But you know, we saw them uh, push a team a couple of weeks ago, and and you know, force that draw against Manly. Yep. Um, but on on paper, you have to go East, I think. So uh, hopefully, it, it doesn't blow out as big. Mm. But I think East should be should be okay in this one. Yeah, agreed. Um, West Harbour and Gordon, obviously. Western uh, West's obviously a team who have always been able to get those upsets. We saw them win their first game last weekend. Can you tip them yep. against Gordon? I, I, I mean, it would be an upset if they were to get the job done at home. Oh, it would be a huge upset. But I think what works in Gordon's favour is that Darren Coleman was able to rotate a couple of guys who had who'd played a lot of minutes after mm. the first four or five weeks. Yeah. Um. Jordan Goddard came off the bench, and there were a couple of others who regulars who started on the bench or didn't play. So, I think that'll put them in good stead. No doubt, they would have looked at West Harbour and thought banana peel. 
And, yeah. you know, the way that DC's got this team going right now, I, I, I'm pretty sure that they won't be complacent against this team. So, you know, West Harbour have got themselves on the board finally. So, you, you know, they're another team that can surprise anybody on their day. And mm. the quality of that side and the roster, they should be doing a lot better. Yeah, you know so what? They really should. Very close. Yeah, no, yeah. Just, just agreeing with you. I mean, the kind of recruits they've made in the off-season, especially to their forward pack, um, mm. I mean, yeah, they should have won a fair few more games by now. That being said, it has been a tough draw for them in the opening, you know, um, sure. six or so weeks. <clears throat> but no, agreed. I think um, I think Gordon are probably the favourites here. Um, Penrith and Manly, I think Manly are a team who I, I don't expect a lot from them this year. I think they're obviously going mm-hmm. through a lot of struggles. They've had some injuries in the 10 position. Um, now they've brought in Harley Atwater. Um, I mean, a couple of weeks ago, they only managed to draw against Hunter, as you mentioned. Um, they've only got one win to date and obviously losing to mm-hmm. West Harbour last weekend. Um, I, I don't like the look of them. I do think they would beat Penrith at Penrith. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I really think John Muggleton, from what we've seen with this Penrith side, he would have gotten into these into his team's head and say, you know, we can really, really cause an upset here. Yeah. They'll be licking their lips at the Manly are not travelling well at all. And, you know, no, no doubt Matt McGoldrick's, you know, he's, he's going to be having conniptions at how bad his side's going at the moment. Yeah, yeah. And it's a tough, tough situation for them. You mentioned Harley Atwater. You know, he only needs time in on you know time in the saddle with his new team coming in off basically you know barely a couple of training sessions. The combination is not going to be there. No. But after a couple of weeks, he'll look a lot better. You know, so I I'm actually kind of leaning towards Penrith. Yeah, right. Which which is incredible. I I I just love to see them get up and get a result at some point this season and. You know, I'm, I'm going to stick my neck on the chopping block. I'll, I'll go Penrith this week. I, th- I think Penrith's defence, you cannot fault, especially in, you know, your opening half or opening 60 minutes or whatever. I just think it's the attack that... Yeah, you, yeah anyway, well, good luck with that. Um, but, Northern yeah, Suburbs and Western Sydney. Like, um, last point on, on Penrith before we go oh, yeah. quickly. Like, Penrith will hang around. Mm. And if the longer they hang around and the more confidence they build out of that... I think that will spur them home. So if they can hang in there up until around the 50, 60 minute mark, yeah, then we could see. I think they were so leading Waringa. I think Waringa. They were leading Waringa um, for a long period last week. I think they might have been ahead at halftime, or at least ahead in parts of the first half. Um, but yeah, I mean, as you say, it's about that kind of eighty-minute performance. Um, Northern suburbs and Western Sydney. Norths, um, I've been impressed with in the opening few rounds. I think they've got, you know, a settled kind of team. Um, forward packs, maybe not the biggest. Um, that being said, their first loss last weekend, they'll be disappointed at that. How do they, do, do they bounce back against Western Sydney? I think so. I mean, we've seen signs of life from the two Blues this season. You know, they've, mm. they've pushed teams particularly in the first half, but similar to Penrith, I think it's the back end and, the, and, and that 80-minute fitness that kind of lets them down. Yeah. Like, on paper, it's hard to look past Norths. Mm. And you know, I, 
I wasn't expecting much from them this season. So the fact that they went 4-0 to start is, you know, was a nice surprise. Yeah. A bit of a reality, reality check again. And their run home is not great. I mean, just having a look, they got the likes of, uh, after the two Blues, they got Eastwood, Ranwick, Gordon, South Uni, and then they finish with Rats. Ouch. So it's tough. They, I think for them to harbour any finals ambitions, they need to win this weekend and then yep. look to jag in the last month and a half. So I think that's going to spur them on. I don't see them making the six personally, but a win's going to be crucial for them this, this weekend. Well, it's interesting with them because a couple of weeks ago, they were on top of the table, undefeated, all this kind of stuff. And then now they're only just, you know, snuck into the six. They're on 19 points. Um, they've really not been picking up the bonus points in that. So, yeah, I mean, it is going to get a whole lot tougher for them. Um, and I don't know, maybe your Warringah, your Eastern Suburbs overtake them. I don't know. Um Moving on, who have we got? Oh, yeah, here's, here's where it gets interesting. The Warringah and Southern Districts, firstly. Souths, I've liked the look of in, you know, your opening yeah. month and a half. Um, last weekend, losing, you know, and it was quite a comprehensive win, um, you know, for Randwick. I, I don't know. Were you guys out there calling that game? I, I don't know. I didn't see it. Yes, I was. I was out there with um, good mate Andrew Swain, and mm. I did tip South just in a in a very close one. I picked South by one. Yeah, because I was super what they'd managed to put together. Mm. Looking back, maybe that result against Uni the week before did take a bigger toll than um, most thought. For sure. And looking at how that game did unfold. And, you know, to be fair, they, they weren't really allowed to play. Randwick were just on them from the get-go. And right. Just right in their face. And they just got blitzed by the Sevens guys, especially in Randwick. Mm-hmm. So, I think, I think Todd Loudon, um, I mentioned reality check before. This is a good reality check for them. Yep. And I see, I do see them bouncing back. I think they've got a little bit too much polish on, on a Rats team that's, been very up and down. No doubt they'll be disappointed with how their season's unfolded. Mm. And you know, they're on the board. They got a good, they got a good win against Penrith, who really did push them for quite a while. Yeah. So I think they'll be more match hardened. But I think South have just got that extra bit of quality. Yeah, I don't really know where to go with it. I think I probably tip South to bounce back. Um, they have they do have a pretty good record against you know your stronger sides this year. They beat. Eastwood in round one, um, uni a couple of weeks ago, as you mentioned. Yeah, I, th- I pretty go with Southern Districts. What about the other game, um, TV game this round? Randwick and Eastwood. Um, obviously, Eastwood disappointed to lose at home against Sydney Uni. And then, obviously, Randwick are carving it up at the moment. Randwick at home as well. They're completely different. Um, well, I mean, mm. they're strong wherever they play, but, you know, even stronger at Coogee Oval. Um, I, I, don't know where, I don't know who to go with. For me, this is actually a no-brainer. Just seeing Randwick up close. Yeah. I I wasn't entirely sure about Randwick's title credentials up until last weekend because their opening run in, you know, open-ended, um, uh, what do you call them? Quotation marks. Yeah. It was a pretty soft run. No. This season. So Agreed, this, yeah. Last weekend, again, was their first proper test. And, man, they absolutely passed it with flying colours. The sevens guys are looking so comfortable playing 15s at this level. Right. Um, Morris 
his first run at fullback, he he was sensational. Like he he left me speechless at times with the, mm-hmm. the stuff that he managed to pull out. Yeah, I don't know if Eastwood has the capability of matching that dynamism. They're they're very Eastwood are very, and I know Ben Batch has been trying to get away from from this kind of style. Yeah, it's, it's very kind of methodical and very structured. I don't know if they can handle that unpredictability of Randwick mm. because they've got guys everywhere. They got you know, I don't think they know what Morris Longbottom's going to pull out. No, yeah, so yeah. How's 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 Eastwood expected to do? You know, to to try and match up on that. It's, no, it's yeah. going to be interesting. But I I see this. I could potentially see this blowing out back into the game. To be honest, so I, I think Randwick thirty plus. For mine, um, it's about. Obviously, they're very different teams. You know, Randwick have got that incredibly explosive back line and Eastwood are about the forward pack, keeping it tight. Um, I think what was very evident just watching back that game against Sydney Uni was, you know, their strongest when they hold onto the ball, when they build up phases, when they, you know, find holes in the defence that way. Um, so, yeah, I think it's going to be about who controls the game. If if it's, it's fast, it's open. Randwick yeah. win by plenty if it's... If it's tight, if it's physical, I think you have to give it to Eastwood. Um, yeah. yeah, I yeah, think you do have to tip. Sorry, mm. no, I just uh, I, I think the key the key there is their tactical kicking. Uh, I've seen games where Eastwood kick a lot. Yeah, and I don't think you can do that. The more you give possession away to Ramwick, the more danger you're in. So this could turn into a bit of a slugfest. Mm. I hope not, because you know. Paper, this looks an amazing matchup, but I, I just think that that unpredictable style that Randwick are playing with, and they're, they're living up to the Galloping Green name. I tell yep. you what, if they manage to string together half of what they did last week, they're gonna they're gonna run all over Eastwood. I think. Yeah, agreed. Um, any other final thoughts? I don't think so. I mean, it's it was nice to have a round of upsets. Yeah, you know. Semi kind of upsets last weekend, but there's definitely a clear sign of who the best teams are, or who who that you know who the cream of the crop is this yeah. season. So, you know, um, I it's hard to keep it's hard to not look at Gordon and go they're the favourites. Yeah, you know, Sydney Uni in action this weekend. I think this will be a good opportunity for Gordon to really stamp their mark on this competition. And you know, who knows, Gordon Uni Grand Final. Thanks very much, Robbie Feldman. Good man, Tommy. Yeah, massive thank you to both of our guests, Robbie Feldman, Dion Spice from West Harbour as well. My name's Tom English. You can, of course, hear the show on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Make sure to subscribe. And we are on anchor.fm as well. And I think we may even be on Google Podcasts as well. Like the show on Facebook. That's where we put out most of our stuff every single week. Uh, we'll We'll have another podcast out next Friday. See you then.